Hello, and welcome to a new Lancet podcast. I'm Gavin Cleaver, and it's September the 20th. I'm delighted to be joined today by the author of a new paper on the frequency of blood donations. Doctor, please reintroduce yourself. Hi, good morning. I'm Emanuele D'Angelo Antonio. I'm a reader at the University of Cambridge and principal investigator for Donors Health for NHS blood and transplant. So, Doctor, limits on frequency of whole blood donation differ quite widely across, across countries and regions. Why is the UK's frequency limit set at longer intervals than in other countries? So let me start to say that uh, the difference uh, between different countries are basically based to the lack of evidence that's been up to now in relation to the frequency of blood donation in, in for blood donors. And this is basically the, the, the current frequency in, based in the US or in other countries in North America and Europe is really based on a small observational study without any, any strong and reliable evidence. And in UK, the main reason why it's been set so high is possibly because from some expert opinion and be more cautious about potential iron deficiency in blood donors. So in your trial, then, um, you assigned over 45,000 participants to three different donation intervals across two years. Now, did you observe a significant increase in the amount of blood that these individuals managed to donate? So as you mentioned in our trial, what we have done is allocate both men and women to shorter intervals. So in UK, is men should donate every 12 weeks, women should donate every 16 weeks. And what we have done, we randomized them to uh, 10 and 8 weeks for men and uh, 14 and 12 weeks for women. So having, having said that, so the trial was then able to assess whether or not a shorter interval will be allowed, will make the, you know, more donation, donors to make more donation than, than, than standard conventional interval. And actually, we noticed that the donors that were donating a shorter interval were able to donate much more than donors that were donating a standard interval. That's interesting. So I guess the key for me then is that with the impact on the quality of life of the donors in the shorter interval groups. Now, did they report many adverse effects, and how, how strong and important were these effects? So we actually report that there's no effect on quality of life on physical activity, on cognitive function. These are, these are important outcomes, so that they're not different between donors donated more or less frequently. What we actually observed, however, was that some of the donors reported more symptoms that may potentially be related to blood donation. For example, donors that on the shorter interval reported to be more fatigued, to be feeling, feeling more faintless more often. So in some, some of the symptoms that are self-reported by donors actually were occurring more in those donors donating at shorter intervals. So going forward then, uh, do you hope this will have uh, an impact on, on the UK's blood donation policy? Well, I think uh, this will allow the service to implement this funding and will allow the service to shorten the interval in the case of need of blood or for specific blood donors in which the particular blood, uh, blood groups in, is in particular need. I think overall at the moment, you know, there's, uh, uh, the, the demand in blood, in blood, in blood is, is, is declining and so, you know, this could be activated only if there's a need for blood uh, for the service. So at the moment, this is, would be an option that if the service will want for two years, they actually, actually reduce the current, the current practice. But at the moment, there's no immediate need to change the practice that is happening in the blood service. Well, that's quite interesting. Why is it that, um, the, that the need for blood is falling? Well, there's uh, improving in, in uh, what is called uh, the patient blood management. So there's improving in the way that we use the blood in hospital, in improving surgical techniques that allow to recover blood. And so these are being the, uh, mainly being help the service to have a better use of the blood that is donated. Having said that, 
there's still a lot of need for blood and there's still need for very uh, some of the key uh, blood groups, especially, for example, the universal blood donors, that actually we're still missing many of them. Dr. Antonio, a fascinating study and a very important one too. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks.